Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, back in the studio, halfway point of the week. So, up until now, the players had a choice in whether or not they wanted to be a practice. Some wanted to stay down on the beach a little bit longer, and some said, no, we need to build a championship team. Looking at you, Patrick Holmes. But... Mandatory minicamp began this week, and there were some that weren't there. Your thoughts on those that didn't show up? Total non-story, in my opinion. First of all, it was yesterday, which was the reporting day. I think they'll probably go through meetings today and then begin their on-field drills tomorrow. Yes, there were six individuals who were judged as being absent, but that's judged by the media, and I, I'm, I'm down on my profession. These guys, they, they must go to the camp and, hey, he's not here, he's not here. People, there are reasons why. For instance, Frank Clark wasn't there. He was given an excuse for not being there. It was his birthday. Bingo. (laughs) It was his birthday. Orlando Brown (laughs) has not signed a contract. He doesn't have to be there and probably shouldn't be there until that contract is signed. There were others involved, too, and and Daryl Williams, for instance. Hey, Daryl Williams isn't here. (laughs) The reason wasn't here was he, he was cut from the team. Did you bother to do that? Come on, people. You've got to do your research. Anyway, the, there were three others, and they're injuries, guys who are who banged up, still taking treatment and so forth. Anyway, it doesn't mean a thing. Most of the individuals, if not all of them, will be there today and tomorrow when they begin their, their drills. It is mandatory. You do, All contract players have to be there. So we'll see what happens, but I'm, I'm pretty doggone sure everybody who is involved will show up. Yeah, I think it's going to be fine. Um, so anyway, uh, let's talk about uh, tennis for a minute. Uh, we haven't done that in a long time. <laughs> but, uh, you know, what do you think about the uh, USA Tennis allowing some of the Russian players into the Open this fall? Very surprised, as a matter of fact. Now, Wimbledon, the All England Tennis Tournament at Wimbledon, begins the latter part of this month and into July. And the British, the British Tennis Association, banned the Russian and uh, Belarusian players from competing because of the invasion of Ukraine. Well, that that brought about a lot of criticism from some of the touring pros because Daniel Medvedev, who's the number one men's player in the world, is out. He can't play in that one. So, all right, a lot of criticism and so forth and so on. So, you fully expected the USA would back the Brits and not allow the Russian and the players from Belarus into the tournament. Aha, not the case. The U.S. government or U.S. Tennis Association said yesterday we will allow the Russian and the players from Belarus into the competition in New York City. They will be allowed to play, but we are going to use the tournament as a stepping stone and a publicity factor for what the Russians have done in Ukraine. I don't know about that. I'm a little bit surprised, but be that as it may, everybody will be competing at the Flushing Meadow. Well, it'll be interesting to see, and uh, you got some great, great players coming from Russia, so it would have been a shame for them not to let them in, in my opinion. Um, they're not the ones causing the problems. All right, last but not least, got championship hockey beginning tonight. Your favorite in this series, sir? Well, I, ha- I have to like the Colorado Avalanche. Me too. They're playing very well. Tampa Bay is the reigning Stanley Cup champions last couple of years. They play well. But this Colorado team is very quick. They score a lot of goals. They do have home ice advantage. I'm of the opinion that doesn't make all that much of a difference in hockey. But the competition will begin in Denver tonight. And all the games, every one of them in Denver and in St. Petersburg, 
will face off at 7 o'clock in the evening. That's every single one of them. So 7 o'clock tonight when they drop the puck in Denver. And I'll tell you, it'll be a good series, but I do like Colorado to win it. I do too, and I also like the fact that they are uh, starting the games at a time where I can actually watch some of it as opposed to, you know, 8, 8.30 where I'm like, okay, I'll get to see the uh, first period. And then I usually fall asleep uh, by the start of the second period. Cardinals played twice yesterday in a doubleheader, and I feel, I mean, yes, they're getting paid thousands upon thousands of dollars to play a game, but, man, it was brutally hot, and I played baseball in that heat before, and it sucks. Did they get a win? They got two wins. It's a, it was a doubleheader, two for the price of two. I, I absolutely hate this concept. It's been, it's been around for 20, 25 years now, but day-night doubleheaders, that's gouging the public people. It used to be two for the price of one. It is now uh, you have to pay separate admission. Anyway, that's beside the point. Cardinals take both games. Paul Goldschmidt, folks, is hitting the cover off the ball. My God almighty, he has, he has gone nuts. He's usually a slow starter. He, not this year. He has started like a bonfire. Yesterday... Cardinals win the first game 3-1. to one. He's responsible for all three runs. It's a two-run home run, drives in the third run. Okay, 3-1, Cardinals win. Second game they come out, Cardinals win that one 9-1. Goldschmidt goes 4-4 four for four and hits two more home runs. Good gracious. But the big story is Miles Michaelis. He's pitching along, folks. Two outs in the ninth inning. He has a no-hitter going. Two outs in the ninth inning. It's a 2-2 count on a guy named Cal Mitchell, who I've never heard of before. And Mitchell hits a double. With two outs in the ninth inning, Miles Michaelis loses a no-hitter. He'll never forget that guy's name. (laughs) And as a matter of fact, Harrison Bader, who's one of the the premier center fielders in baseball, chased it as far as he could, died for it, couldn't get it. And Michaelis said, if he can't get it, nobody can. So... One hitter, and the Cardinals win at 9-1. But the Cardinals own this team. They just blast the devil out of the Pirates. Pittsburgh Pittsburgh and Cincinnati are really not, in, a, in my opinion, major league ball clubs. They're more triple-A, double-A. These guys, the Cardinals, are getting well with teams like this. But can they beat the contending teams? The Brewers in their own division, which I think they can. But then the Dodgers and the Giants and the Padres and the New York Mets and... They have to play the New York Yankees a little bit later on this year. There's some tough hombres still coming up, so don't count the World Series tickets quite yet. No, but they're lucky they're in the division they're in because they definitely got a chance. What do you think the difference is for Goldschmidt, though? I mean, you're right. He usually starts firing off mid to late summer and a little bit earlier this year, even after the the delay to the start of the season, you think he was just like moonlighting down in a Mexico league or something? No, I don't think it's so much that. He's 34 years old. Goldschmidt's been around. He's been able to tune himself. And I think he just got himself ultra ready to play this year because he sees the calendar mm-hmm. and he says, hey, I'm 34. I can still play, but for how much longer? So he is making a case for himself and so forth and so on. He's a team player. Goldschmidt is not a demonstrative guy. He goes out, plays every single day. You don't hear a lot of controversy or anything like that about him. He's just a good, solid baseball player who has goals in mind. I think he's just gotten himself ready. Yeah, well, it's good to hear, and it's definitely good for Cardinals Nation. Now, Royal Springfield Cardinals, they didn't have to play a doubleheader yesterday. They only had to play one, and I have a feeling that neither of them won. Well, the Royals did not. Royals fell 4-2 to to the San Francisco Giants. Again, competitive games, but they can't seem to come up with a winning formula. And Kansas City is now 21 games below 500. they They're not going to recover from that, I'm sorry to say. 
Springfield Cardinals get a win. They put Gordon Graceffo on the hill. He's the kid out of, they brought up from Peoria about a month ago from Villanova. And he pitched very, very well. Shut out the Corpus Christi Hooks, 3-0. And yes, all three runs by the Springfield Cardinals, all three came on solo home runs. And yes, one of them was Moises Gomez, and that is number 21 for him on the year. Springfield Cardinals, folks, yes, they are under 500, and you, they do have their down moments, but they're a pretty good team. Play again tonight at Hammonds Field. As a matter of fact, they play all the games at night except Sunday, Father's Day, and that's an afternoon game. But, yep, series against the Corpus Christi Hooks going on. Well, uh... The boys of summer, that's for damn sure. All right, so we got a couple local teams, Oklahoma, Arkansas, vying for a spot and uh, hopefully getting to the end of the College World Series. Uh, when does Arkansas play? Arkansas will ha- play the leadoff game of the Saturday session. It opens up on Friday, but the leadoff game on Saturday, Arkansas plays Stanford in the first game on Saturday. Uh, each team, of course, is playing their doubleheaders Friday, doubleheader Saturday. This is an eight-team competition, College World Series, double elimination. So there'll be a lot of baseball up in Omaha. Arkansas and Stanford, first game on, on uh, Saturday. The doubleheader begins on Friday, Texas A&M, Oklahoma in the first game. Texas versus Notre Dame in the second game. That's the combination all coming up. Then the losers play on Sunday, and the winners play. I really like Arkansas's chances. They're a very good baseball team, but all the others are as well. We'll see what happens. Yes, they are, and uh, the fact that Tennessee got knocked out this early in the whole process should be a wake-up call for everyone uh, vying for that championship. Ned, you have a wonderful Wednesday. I'll see you tomorrow.